the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. And we're back. Like it or not. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, I thought I would start off the show just by talking about the upcoming workshop we've got going on. It's actually going to be September, so you got a few weeks to sign up for it. We're going to be talking about the highest rate of returns you can get on quote unquote safe investments. Things like government bonds, CDs, corporate bonds, um, funds that invest in them. So if you'd like to kind of get a handle on where things are currently with the safe investments, then uh, feel free to sign up for that workshop. Just go to BullingtonCapital.com. And along those lines, you know, everybody should have some amount of money in something that's relatively safe. Even if you're young, the younger people, uh, I, you know, I hear this quite often, put 100% of your money in the stock market. That's not a good idea. First of all, the stock market's going to be down a lot from time to time, and you might not have the temperament for that. But more importantly, when it is down, you've got no dry powder left to take advantage of those lower prices. And that's a missed opportunity. Not necessary to be 100% invested. And, uh, you know, that's my opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinions. And I just think that when you're investing, you always want to keep a little bit of powder dry, no matter how old you are. Even if you're really, really young, have a long time to wait, yeah, I think you're better off keeping something available because we know for a fact that markets are going to fluctuate. That's what we know for a fact. <laughs> so when that fluctuation happens, if you've got some money uh, in a something relatively safe, you can take advantage of those lower prices. And when things are not all that safe, you'll be glad that you've had that money in the safe. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, actually, there's a, there's a win-win there. By the way, feel free to call in 216-901-0945. If you have a phone call question or comment today, 216-901-0945. And uh, I thought I'd talk about quite a few things. Safe investments, that's that's going to be a, the topic of the upcoming workshop. So I'll kind of leave that for that. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the cannabis stocks that a lot of people have been asking about, not because... I think it's a good idea, but people keep asking me about that. I get asked about that at least once a week, uh, which is kind of interesting. 
and it's going to be a real thing. That's my opinion. It is a real thing. Uh, it's going to grow. It'll grow in popularity, grow in acceptance. And I don't think that, I think it's actually too early for most of these companies. Incidentally, you might get lucky, you know, you can buy a penny stock that actually ends up making it, uh, when Procter and Gamble, I'm not Procter and Gamble, actually they might come in, but they, right now, um, you've got an awful lot of, of big companies like Cargill, uh, Archer Daniels, Midland, you know, you've got the big drug companies, Pfizer, Merck. These guys have billions of dollars to invest when it, when they feel like it's really safe, they will go into those marketplaces and they're going to dominate because they've got more money than a lot of the others. They can basically drive the costs down and um, bring those products to the general public. So that's my opinion on that. I think it's a little too early. I think that if you're doing that, you're not really investing. Most of them are gambles. Uh, it's, most people that are investing in those don't know the difference between gambling and investing. So, and I'll tell you what my definition of gambling is when it comes to investing. When you're putting money into a company that doesn't have sales or profits, that's gambling. That's not investing. A company doesn't have sales or profits. You're investing, you're, you're gambling. Basically, the odds are against you because it's very difficult to run a company, especially a public company. It's got a lot of extra expenses being fought for filing to go public and maintaining that. They've got a lot of extra expenses. And if you don't have sales, I mean, that's really, you're, I think you're asking for it. If you don't have profits, sooner or later, you've got to have profits. That's why people invest in businesses to begin with so that they can get, uh, so that the business is profitable. And if the profits grow, then the share price goes up. Now the share price also goes up because people think they're going to have profits one day, but that's gambling. If they're not profitable and they've never been profitable, you're Basically, you're making a long shot. That's a long shot um, bet to make. It's a, that's a bet. That's not an investment. If you're looking at a company that has cash, it has dividends, yeah, that's an investment. If they are paying a dividend, normally they've earned a profit from the sales that they have. So I'll kind of leave that alone right now. I can, can come back to it at other times. But essentially, when you're investing... You want to kind of get an idea of what kind of risk you're taking because it's not necessarily a bad thing to want to invest in a startup company. You just don't want to put a lot of money in it. You just want to kind of gauge how much you're putting in there. And if you've got more than 10 or 15% of your money in something like, like that, you might want to think about that. I think the risk is significantly too high. In fact, my opinion on investing over the years, has really changed quite a bit. I think today, it's more about managing the risk. It's not like stocks are not going to go up sooner or later. It's not like interest rates aren't going to fluctuate. That's all going to happen. So trying to get a handle on what you feel like is happening right now, it's kind of hard to do because the media likes to talk about a lot of stuff that's not really important. They talk about it because it sounds good. They can get your attention. When they get your attention, uh, you know, if you're on cable, they know you're viewing that. They can, <laughs> they can track that, especially with the streaming services. On the streaming services like Hulu, like Netflix, like YouTube television, they know who you are and what you're watching. 
and they can charge money for that. And they do. That's how they pay a lot of their bills. So um, I just completely lost my entire train of thought there. <laughs> don't get old. <laughs> just don't get old. But anyway, I was uh, this week during the week. I was thinking, uh, you know, I'm getting asked about these pot stocks. What do you think of this company? I look it up, and it's a penny stock. You know, like, oh, geez, it's okay. You know, that's that's part of my job is uh, answering clients' questions. So I looked it up. Didn't find anything that was really valuable. I'll let you know when I do. Uh, I can also tell you how other industries have developed over time. And you look at what they've done and how many times it's happened that way. And it's more than likely that the larger companies will probably dominate that. I did find something that was really interesting. There are beverages that they're making. They're extracting the uh, from cannabis, from pot. And a lot of beer manufacturers in Canada, some pretty big companies, are investing in those. And that's kind of interesting. Uh, their laws are slightly more progressive than ours are. So they're literally starting to make these beverages uh, from pot, you know, from marijuana, and they're extracting it. And I think it's interesting. The, I'd love to see what the side effects of that stuff is. I don't, I'm not going to try it personally, but <laughs> I'll find out. They'll report on that. So that's something that I, I wouldn't have predicted, that you'd get some really big beverage companies Entering that space, using the uh, the same um, raw materials that they would use for all the other products that are going to come on. And by the way, there are a ton of products that are going that are already on the marketplace. They're bringing new ones out. It's act, that pace has actually slowed down quite a bit, but there are a ton of different products related to that. So that that's what makes this really difficult. It it is such a fragmented marketplace. And uh, I don't mean to spend all this much time talking about it. It's just that you know, I've gotten so many calls and I'm going, yeah, well, I think it's it's a little bit too early. Most of these companies are not profitable yet. A vast majority of them are not even listed on U.S. exchanges. So we just have to wait. Just have to try to be patient and see what happens. In the meantime, I send out a newsletter. I send it out about once a week. I was thinking about sending, you know, slowing that down a little bit, maybe every other week. But here's how I choose what I'm going to send a newsletter. I subscribe to a service that allows me to uh, peruse articles that come from CNN and come from Forbes, Barron's. I think there are about 250 publications, writers, Bloomberg. They all publish this stuff. It's all been picked and selected by the, the company that I use uh, to provide the material to myself. They make suggestions. I read the suggestions and then I send it out. I take the ones that I like and I send them out. And it's, I think it's kind of funny if you're a client or if you've inquired to my website and said, hey, can you put me on that, that mailing list? You're on that email list now. And uh, some of my clients, after I've already explained this, came back and said, hey, did you read that article? <laughs> I go, Who do you think is selecting those? The uh, yeah, I'm going through and I'm reading them and I'm picking them. Yes. So those are coming to you because I'm picking them, not because some random robot selected it somewhere. And uh, I think they're very helpful. 
I think they're very helpful. In fact, this last week I sent out uh, two articles. One was on value investing. Last five years, value investing has been smoked by growth investing. The Facebooks, Amazons, Googles, Apples of the world, okay, they have been they've been going up at oh, I don't know probably twice the rate that the old stodgy dividend paying stocks have been going up by. Uh, the ones that we would call value stocks. So you're looking at growth versus value. Growth has been the number one performing category now for about five, oh, a little over five years. And at some point in time, value has a tendency to, to come back into favor. That's just the way that that's worked for the past hundred years or so. And when you look at the value, how much cash these businesses are generating for every dollar that you're going to pay for the company, the uh, it's you know pretty substantial and they're substantially higher than the cash that you would get if you got to keep every fair of, a share of Facebook or if you got to keep every share of Google, got to keep all the profits in those that earnings per share. That's your money. The, uh, the yield that you're getting on that is a fraction of the yields on some of the other stocks because they've also grown, but their share prices have not gone up. So I got a... Uh, uh, an email from one of my clients, which I think was interesting because that means somebody's reading the stuff that I'm sending out. And he read the article and he said, Hey, what can we do about this? And my first response was, well, I've actually been holding some of those in the portfolio. Anyway, got some funds in there, so they haven't done as well. They're starting to do a little bit better. So number one, I've already been paying attention. I've already taken some steps in that direction. But number two, We've got a model that I really like a lot, a lot, and it's a value-oriented model, and we're going to talk about it in detail at that seminar on the uh, on safe investments. Because when you're you're talking about stocks, the share prices the share prices fluctuate a lot. The share price, I can't even speak this morning. The, <laughs> the share price fluctuates based on perception. Perception changes almost as quickly as an eighth grader changes boyfriends or girlfriends. <laughs> they switch around a lot. Their perception changes a lot. When the share price goes down and the company's generating a lot of cash, if the company's generating a lot of cash and its share price is down, there may be an opportunity there. And I run a model, I call it the blinked capital value model. B-cap value, if you have an account at Folio, that's what you'll see. Been running it now for almost two years. Past 12 months, it's done really well. Past the first six months that it started, it didn't did not do well. It's made that up and then some. So that's kind of how that works, incidentally. And if you didn't know that, you would get shocked. And when you're buying, when you're investing that way, the chances of some of those stocks continuing to go down, because remember, these stocks, they're already down. When the share price drops, the cash yield goes up. I'll go into some math on that on the next segment of this program because we're getting closer to the uh, commercial break. But the share price goes down, the um, the cash yield goes up. When the uh, So if the yield is up and they're generating a lot of cash, that's when you want to start looking at those stocks. That's called value investing. And I've got this model, and I, and I actually have an intern who's working at Case and we're going to put up a website so that you can follow these models along 
You don't actually have to have an account to do that. And we're going to show you where to go, how to do it, and uh, we're going to provide the stocks for you. It's going to be a small monthly fee. It's going to be a separate business. It's actually, I'm going to help him. I'm doing all the consulting. He's doing the, the heavy lifting. He's going to work with the programmers and, and the, the customers. And I'm just going to provide the research. So that should work out really well. And we're going to talk about that at the upcoming seminar because this, this is a really good thing to do. And by the way, this is you haven't been able to do this up until the last few years. And it's because of the technology that, that's advanced so much so that it allows you to do a lot of things that only mutual fund managers had been able to do in the past. Now you have the ability to do it. Is it easy? Well, it's easy if you do it the way we do. That's, that's actually easy. Uh, I don't think it's, well, I should say simple. Easy is another th- concept altogether. Easy has many meanings. When you're talking about psychologically, investing is almost never easy. It's all psychological, in fact. It's all between your ears. There are lots of things that work exceptionally well that will get you where you need to go along that path towards financial independence. You know, I used to call that retirement planning. I'm not calling it that anymore. Financial independence, the day that you can walk away from a job and still be able to support your lifestyle. That's financial independence. Now, whether that happens when you're 30 or 69, at some point in time, you hope that you can walk away and not have to worry about how you're going to pay your bills. And the way you do that is you, you can build a business. That's one way. You can build a business. You can invest in other people's businesses. That's what the stock market is for. Not everybody has enough money to be able to start their own businesses, so they raise money by going to the public. And they share their profits. That's how that works. In fact, did you know that uh, Muslims, it was in Muslim religion, it was illegal to charge interest? So they didn't think that that was fair at all. If you wanted to invest, you were Muslim, you had to sell stock. How cool is that? Anyway, I hear the music. That means the... Commercial break is just upon us. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Six seven seven nine. 
I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. On judicial appointments, no modern president has hit the ball as far as President Trump has to date. Senator Charles Grassley thinks he can shepherd them all through. We're going to put in more work days in the United States Senate than any time since 1971. Meanwhile, we are closing in on hugely important November midterms. Ohio conservative Jim Renacci has good news. There's a lot of internal polls now have us at a dead tide. Downloadable 3D plastic guns, real ones. Democrats are crying doomsday. End of the world. This is it. Oh, it's all finished. And the Atlantic magazine gets closer to the truth on Russia meddling. We had no idea Donald Trump was going to win. Join us for our program. Visit our website at townhallreview.com. Saturday at 5 a.m. and Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you have one of those bathrooms that are old, outdated, or impossible to keep clean? Well, there's a new revolutionary product that transforms most baths in about two days. And it isn't a one-size-fits-all system either, or a Band-Aid over the top of your old bath. Joyce Factory Direct specializes in bath makeovers, where they completely remove your old, dreary shower tub and replace it with a new custom-fit solution. The result is a brand-new, sophisticated, and stylish bathroom at a great price. Joyce Factory Direct's bath makeovers system uses 100% non-porous acrylic, which means it'll stay beautiful for years to come because mold or mildew cannot accumulate. Their experts will help you with designing and choosing between different showers or tubs which are available in dozens of colors and styles, including faux marble, granite, and tile. And like all Joyce Factory Direct products, it's built and guaranteed to last. Call now to schedule your free bath makeover appointment, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, if you'd like to call us, 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. Got a workshop coming up. If you'd like to talk to me the uh, about your investing, feel free to give us a call during the week in the office. Uh, the We typically see people Tuesdays through Thursdays, so I work late those three nights um, and uh, can arrange to see you. If you'd like, we can just talk on the on the phone, that's okay. Got a couple of really nice tools I'm going to be showing at the uh, upcoming workshop that have been constantly being uh, improved. One of them is a pre-retirement planning tool. Let's say you're planning for retirement. You've got a kind of goal there. We'll talk a bit more about that on uh, a little bit later in the show. And one of them is if you're already retired, how much could you reasonably expect to spend? So and these tools are very simple. They've really improved a lot. I'm I'm just amazed. I'm flabbergasted that these guys are putting the kind of money into what they're putting into to help us out. 
and they're doing a really good job of simplifying it. They're making it as simple as, as they can, which I think is really important. Because when you make things really complicated, it just it, it's a big creator of stress. Complication leads to stress. Simplification, less stress. It's that simple. So I've got these two new tools. I really like them a lot. If you're a person who likes to look into the nitty-gritty details, by the way, there is a, uh, a, a really dangerous side effect to looking too closely. You know that old saying, can't see the forest for the trees? Yeah, well, that happens with financial planning all the time. You get caught so caught up in a minutia on some little tiny thing that for some reason is like a burr under your saddle, and it basically distracts you from the most important parts of your plan. I see that all the time. All the time. So we're going to focus on uh, the basics there. Uh, I'll show you those tools, by the way, because they're not that hard. Uh, and just about anybody can understand, I think, when you're uh, when it's being explained. And it's, like I said earlier, it's, it's a really big advancement, I think, in the whole software industry to try to simplify something instead of trying to make it incredibly complicated. So I'm a big fan and we'll bring that out. I'll, uh, cause it doesn't really take that long. You see how much you're saving, how much, what your age is, what kind of portfolio you're looking at. Uh, it'll give you projections. And, and by the way, their projections, this is from BlackRock. BlackRock is a firm. If you don't know who they are, they're the largest asset manager on the planet that they passed fidelity and Vanguard within the last few years, they actually manage more money than both those guys do. And not together, but the, uh, they're the largest asset manager now, which is very impressive. And now I know how they got there. They keep rolling these tools out that are excellent tools. When I read a lot of the research that they have, I, I like it a lot. I also like First Trust. First Trust is like the third largest ETF provider in the country. So we get a lot of research in my industry. Some of it's not all that useful, to be quite frank, but a lot of it is. Fidelity provides a lot of excellent research. Vanguard provides a lot of good sales material, not really research. They don't really talk that in depth. And I haven't been as, as fond of their services as I am of Fidelity and BlackRock. So what's really nice is that we're able to use these tools on your behalf. Fidelity provides them for us. We paid for that, by the way. We also, uh, BlackRock actually doesn't charge us. <laughs> they provide it. So that's good. We get a break from them. But in order to get access to this, you actually have to be a registered investment advisor and you're, they can check on that because you have a, uh, a registration. And if you're not in the FINRA database, you just, you can't get access to it. And BlackRock did this a few years ago because they we're having a tough time dealing directly with the public because there are too many of you out there. <laughs> so they deal with people like me instead. There are, I don't know, probably 20, 30,000 people that do what I do across the country. It's a lot easier to deal with 20 or 30,000 than it is to deal with 300 million or 50 million or 10 million for that matter. So, uh, so we actually benefit from that. And I really, uh, I like what they have to say. Um, being a six, I can't imagine six trillion dollars. 
You know, a trillion is a thousand billion. It's a thousand billion. And a billion is a thousand million. (laughs) Those numbers blow my mind. But the reason that those numbers are so high is that countries around the world have Federal Reserve banks very similar to our own. And they're printing money. And we're printing money. And that's what happens. That's how the system actually works. And I know a lot of people that would wish they would stop printing all money. And they really don't know what they're wishing for. That's why they're wishing that. What they really are wishing for is that you would have no inflation. And unfortunately, that's not kind of how it works. The economy doesn't work that way. Inflation is a natural part of our economies all economies worldwide. And you have to learn how to deal with the inflation. And to deal with it, you're not going to get guarantees. The guarantees that you get are for some portion of your money that you need to have safe. But some of your money, unless you're just really, unless you built a business, you could build a business, say a real estate business. Maybe you sell soap. I know somebody that does that online. It's incredibly successful. So if you build a business and it generates way more cash than you spend, you're in good shape. If you don't, if you're like the vast majority of the population, you're going to have to invest in other people's businesses. It's called the stock market. That's what that is. When you buy a fund, that fund is investing in other people's businesses. How well the fund does depends on which stocks were in that fund what kind of methods they use to select those stocks. That will kind of dictate what the performance is over time. Every time I say that, normally somebody says, well, which is the best one? There, there, aren't, there isn't a best one. It's actually a combination of various styles, strategies that you want to put together. And this is where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. When somebody that has a lot of experience, got a lot of knowledge, you know, they can probably get you through. No, uh, that just leads me to another whole thought process. I was just looking at some of the safe investments that would be, we would be talking about. I put safe in quotes, by the way, because everything has risk to it. Everything has risk. You've got an inflation rate. I'm going to guess that the actual inflation rate is probably around three and a half or 4%. The government inflation rate is they're reporting less than that. Lots of reasons for that. But I'm going to guess it's probably 35 to 4%. Just personal observation. Could not go and prove that academically. But just personal observation. So if you've got a, a 35 or 4% increase in prices, if your food's going up by that, if the bills that you pay are going up by that, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I think a lot of people probably agree with that. So if you've got 4% inflation, and your money's not growing at least 4%. In fact, it's got to grow by 5 or 6% to be able to pay the taxes and keep up with that. Okay. So since there aren't any 5 or 6% CDs and probably not likely to have them anytime soon, what can you invest in that has a decent rate of return? Well, right now, you can match the inflation rate. There are some safer investments that are paying between 3 and 4% whose share prices don't fluctuate like a lot of the riskier ones. And one of them would be a a senior loan fund. These 
funds buy bank loans from huge corporations with that are investment grade. They're short-term debt. They have seniority. That's why they call them senior loans, senior bank notes. They have seniority over all the other people that that company may have borrowed money from. So if they were to ever get into trouble, those get paid off first. The, they're normally short-term in, in duration, which means you know this loan might be for a year, might be for 18 months. It takes precedence over everything else, both in the interest payments and the paying back of principal. And see, the, the good thing about that is, and, and by the way, they're all down this year a little bit. Not a lot. Not nearly as much as some other categories are. Not nearly as much as some other categories that are also supposed to be safe. Okay. So these are safer than those are. Why? Because they have precedence in the pecking order. When If a company runs into trouble, they're going to get paid off. They're going to be one of the first people that gets gets their money back. These uh, Or notes get paid off first. Or they have a higher precedence. Let me put it that way. The other thing is that they're so short-term in nature that their interest rates will go up as interest rates rise. Think about that for a second. You buy a 30-year government bond for an, or a 20-year government bond. That interest rate is fixed for the entire 20 years. You buy a 10-year, it's fixed for the entire 10 years. These notes are maturing you know, every 12 to 18 months, and they're going to mature with the new note that they're going to use to refinance that old note is going to have a higher interest rate. That's why the share prices of those types of funds haven't dropped nearly as much and they're more than likely uh, going to recover at some point in time. They will recover a lot faster than a fund that's holding government bonds that have long maturities. And that's not being taught in a lot of places. I don't hear it on other programs. I don't see it in the Wall Street Journal. I don't see it in Barron's. I don't see it in, on C, CNN, U.S. World and News Report. They're not talking about that. And I don't, I'm not sure why, because that is a really important thing. And it's a lot more important than 20 or $30 billion in tariffs. People think that that's a big deal. Let me explain something to you, Lucy. <laughs> you have a $20 trillion economy. $30 billion is nothing. It is absolutely nothing. It's not a big deal. It's a big deal if you are directly impacted by it. It is. And I feel bad for the people in those industries that are going to be impacted by it. But let me tell you what's going to happen. If they fire back, if they, this keeps going, what they're really doing is driving up the prices that we are going to pay. That's what happens. We get to pay the freight. <laughs> the consumers always have to pay. You get into trade wars, who pays? The consumer. Because what happens is the prices go up. That's what happens. And in the meantime, uh, and by the way, sometimes you should it's the right thing to do. Sometimes it's the right thing to pay a slightly higher price to support your own co- economy, to support the companies in your country. So sometimes it's the right thing. Not always, and you hope that you can avoid it, but it's 
practically unavoidable because it's been that way since the beginning of time. Sooner or later, somebody gets into an argument. That, that's what happens. That's called being a person. <laughs> that's what's called being people <laughs> or a population. And uh, so anyway, I don't think it's, it, it's nowhere near as significant as the news makes it seem because they need to get your attention because they can't sell ads. They can't charge the rates they're charging if you're not tuning in on that casting service or your cable. See, that's, uh, that's one really interesting thing that's, that's come about with the internet. Advertising is so much easier to track. Think about that. Prior to the internet, you could track direct mail because you could figure out how many people were actually calling you back. You could count the number of calls whenever you sent something out. You couldn't track television and you couldn't track radio and you still can't track a lot of television or a lot of radio. Like this show can't be tracked, not traditionally. I can see how many times you've gone and downloaded, or not you, but somebody has downloaded the show. And you can do that through 955thefish.com where it's carried as a podcast. Or you can do it on my website. It's available there too. And it's available on iTunes. So if you hear something that you like, you can actually go back, download that, clip it, play it, use it, whatever you want to do. Royalty free. I'll never sue you. <laughs> yeah. I think I got a couple minutes here before the next uh, commercial break too. So if you've got a phone call question or comment, you can always call us 216-901-0945 during the show. 216-901-0945. You can always reach me uh, in the office during the week, 330-664-0700 or go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. We're going to be talking about these topics and, and more uh, upcoming workshop, and I just keep forgetting when that is. It's a, uh, September 20th. That's a Thursday night. We're going to start at 6.30. I'll only talk for about an hour. I'll break for a, uh, refreshments. Tri-C's Corporate College does a really good job at that. And I'll come back and I'll answer questions. And uh, I'm, yeah, I got to tell you, when I look around at the things that are happening in the economy, it's pretty exciting. When I look at a company called Bloom Energy coming public, that's pretty exciting. When I look at the uh, the unemployment rate being so low, that's pretty exciting. The fact that wage growth is, is going up a little bit can be exciting too. But now that I hear the music, I'm going to have to save this excitement for when we come back. <laughs> You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. 
Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. How much snow on the roof is too much? That depends a lot on the way your roof was constructed. Steep and smooth roofs tend to shed snow easily, while roofs that are only slightly pitched or flat tend to collect big drifts. Another important factor is the weight of the snow. Removing a heavy snow load can be tricky. If you have a multi-story house, you'd best not be climbing up and down icy cold ladders to dizzying heights. Better to leave that to licensed insured pros who have the right equipment to get the job done right. On the other hand, if you have a single-story home, you can use a long telescoping snow rake to pull snow off the roof. One caution, though, rakes that come into contact with shingles can do a lot of damage, so look for sturdy models with small rollers that keep the edge of the rake away from the shingles. Finally, before you start pulling snow off the roof, put some thought into where the snow is going to land. You don't want to damage your plants. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has mom my. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262. When you want more, so get more. Donate your ride to our lady of the west side. The dream is fading now, I'm staring at the door. I know it's over because my feet have hit the cold floor. Check my reflection, I ain't feeling what I see. And we're back. Hey, if you'd like to call me, you can call during the week 216. I'm sorry. Uh, I actually want to call the show. It's 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. You got a question regarding any stocks or anything, uh, that's kind of fun to talk about occasionally. Um, if you'd like to sign up for the workshop, you can go to Bullington Capital or call us, that phone number again, 330-664-0700. Feel free to reach out and set up an appointment if you just want to come and talk. I really love these two new tools that we've gotten. I think I make a complicated mess a lot simpler. There are certain things that you do have to know when you're going to do a retirement plan. First of all, you you really kind of have to have an idea of the amount of money that you'd like to live on. And that's a hard one for a lot of people. I, I got to tell you, that is where most financial plans begin and end. 
I don't know how much money I need. Okay. All right. Well, let's take probably 80% of what you're making now because you can probably get by on 80% without cutting too deeply. Why? Because you won't be paying Social Security on your income when you retire. So how's that? Or if you're financially independent. So that's 7.5%. So, okay, well, that gets you to 93, right? And I'm assuming that you're saving something to be able to be financially independent. So if you're saving something, you don't have to worry about that either because now you're in the spend mode. And generally, so generally speaking, you can get by on about 80%. So just take your current income, multiply it by 0.80, you get a calculator, can't do it in your head, that's okay. A lot of people, most people can't. So take 80% of your income. Now you have to figure out how old you are and how old you want to be when you retire. Now, incidentally, if you take 80% of your income, divide that by 5%, that's what you're going to spend. You're going to spend 5%. It's going to be a combination of principal and income. And you're going to hope that that money, if you manage it well, will last for 30 or 40 years or even longer. And uh, uh, so if you take 80% of your income, multiply it by 20, there you are. There you go. That's what you need. When you do that little exercise, let's do that. I've done this so many times. So let's say you're making 60000 Or actually, let's, let's say you're making 70000 The average household income with two wage earners is around 70000 So if you're making 70000 we're not going to count Social Security yet. Take $70,000 household income, me and my wife. 80% of that is 56000 right? $56,000. And I don't have my calculator here, so I'm going to have to do this in my head. That'd be 1.12 million. Okay, I need 1.12 million at 5% to give me that 56,000. 1.12 million. Yeah, that's a big number. It's huge. That is a gigantic number. That's one of the reasons that Social Security is such a big deal. <laughs> if I were getting... Say you just got $2,000 a month. Somebody with a $70,000 household income, their household Social Security probably around $2,000 a month when they retire. So at $2,000 a month, that's $24,000. $24,000 is 5%. Hold on, i got to do this in my head. The, uh, of $480,000. So 400, that means you don't have to save $480,000 if you're getting Social Security and you've, you know, you were making around $70,000 when you decided to call it quits or when you were eligible for Social Security. That's a big deal. I mean, think about that. That saved you That saved you from having to save about a half a million dollars. So it's really reduced the amount that you have to save. This is why it's important to get with an advisor when you're relatively young because you're still going to have to save over half a million dollars. <laughs> and that's a lot. That's the bad news. The good news is, if you're young, you've got a lot of time. Now, when you get closer to retirement, and this is one of the things we'll, we'll talk about at the workshop as well. When you get closer to retirement, you want to know how much could I afford to spend being re- reasonably careful? How much could I afford to spend? So let's say you're not in your 40s. You're not in your 30s or 20s. Let's say you're in your mid-50s or you're in your early 60s. You've got a substantial amount put aside. You're wondering, how much 
would be reasonable. What would be reasonable? I just lost my hearing. There we go. It's back again. What would be reasonable for me to be able to spend during retirement? Well, I got a tool for that. And it depends on how much money you have now in your retirement savings. It depends on how much you get from your you know, Social Security and pensions. And a large part of it depends on how you're invested. It depends on how you're invested. If you're invested too conservatively, you're not going to be able to invest. You're not going to be able to take out nearly as much income. I have no idea why this thing keeps, uh, my hearing keeps going in and out. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm going to try something really quickly. I think I almost got it. There we go. Sorry about that. Little technical difficulties there. So doing the uh, retirement plans is a uh, kind of an easy thing. You know what? I think. Sorry about that. I just have to apologize. I, I think what's happening is I have a headset on that's actually malfunctioning. So I can't really hear what I'm saying, which is kind of funny. I stop to think about it. But right now, try to switch my headset up so that I can finish the last part of this show and send you guys on your way for another week. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's better. All right. So anyway, the BlackRock has provided another tool that allows us to give you a pretty good estimate of what you could afford to spend. I was talking with somebody and it's unbelievable how staunch people are in their beliefs, even when their beliefs are based on something that's not accurate. <laughs> They'll hold on to the belief rather than accept the uh, the new facts. And uh, so BlackRock's really done a good job. I see a lot of software. I mean, I look at software constantly. I see a lot, and they've done a really good job with these tools. Are there, is it perfect? Can you guarantee absolutely positively that these numbers are going to come out exactly like they said they would? No. And they tell you that. If you read through the disclaimers, they tell you. But they're also telling you how they arrived at their assumptions, which is a big deal. There's a lot of software out there that's free. It's all over the internet. And a lot of it's just, it's very damaging. It's risky. You got you to gotta be really careful. Because when you're talking about putting together a portfolio to manage the risk, you're not talking about the returns. That's all anybody looks at. Well, the return, the return. Let me tell you something. That's half of the equation. The other half is how volatile was that return? I don't care how high it is. If you have a big drop that's 50% of your money and you're taking money out of the portfolio, it doesn't matter what the long-term returns are. You're going to run out of money. Because it's not like a CD. It's not like a CD. The more volatile it is, the more careful you've got to be. So having said that, I really like what BlackRock has been doing. I love it. It's one of the very first software packages I've seen in this particular space that I think is is a lot more realistic to what may actually happen. I'm going to take a real quick phone call right now. i got Carl. Hey, you're on the Bullington hey, Capital uh, Report. Hello, Bill. Uh, see, I called you a couple weeks ago about a uh, stock called Cedar Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Symbol F-U-N. Yep. And it looks like it's been uh, hammered pretty good here over the past month due to problems with a 
attendance and revenues and so forth. And just wanted to see what you think of the stock. It's paying a pretty nice dividend, and uh, whether you think it's going to have some upside potential. Uh, let me take a look. I'll uh, pull it up here really quickly. And I'm going to go to my trusty Y charts. So revenues $1.3 billion in the past 12 months. was down 3% year over year. Uh, the profits were down 38%, so evidently they're spending something. They're probably redoing some of the rides, and uh, that cost them money. Profit margin was 5%. Um, let me see what the long-term profit margins are on that, because that would be more important, the most recent profit margin. Yeah. That one's got, uh, that one fluctuates a lot. Actually, Cedar Fair's, um, you know, I like it. They own Cedar Point. They own a bunch of stuff, actually. And uh, the only problem uh, with that is, you know, it's it's been kind of volatile. It's been really volatile. And when I say volatile, I don't mean just the share price. I mean the the, uh, profit margins have also been really volatile. The more volatile the, the profit margins are, the more volatile the share price is going to be. So when I look at the when I look at the market cap, that's the value of the stock. It's two point eight billion, and these guys have revenue of one point three billion. So it's roughly a little over two times. It's like little over two times their revenues. I can tell you if you look at the long term profit margin, that's right about average for where that company is. So when it was a little higher a few months ago. The share price, the valuation was slightly higher than its longer-term average. So but right now, it's right around, uh, right around average. I hear the music. Carl, that means I got to go. If you want to call back in next week, we can finish this conversation. And for the rest of you, my name is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.